0: Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go.
1: So hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I am your host today, Katie Priest, and I'm here today with my guest, CJ. Go ahead and introduce yourself, CJ. Tell us about who you are, what you do, and uh, what your business is.
2: Well, thank you so much, first off, for having me on. My name is CJ Finley. I am the founder of Thrive On Life. We are a mission-based company that's on a journey to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Um, Long story short, I was an ex-engineer that had a couple things happen in my life where my wife's father passed away suddenly of a heart attack, and that really caused us to take a step back and reflect on our lives and what we wanted to do. And we decided that we wanted to make a greater impact besides just sitting at our job. And we wanted to inspire people to essentially make every heartbeat count. He died of a heart attack. And we just really felt that there was more in life that we wanted to achieve. And we got kind of obsessed with helping other people leveling up and achieve. So today our business looks like um, I'm a consultant by trade, but really what we do is a lot of, is help a lot of Small businesses, um, whether it's a freelancer or a business that's like size one to 10, scale their company um, through media and storytelling. So, in short, that's kind of like what we do. But the big premise is if you can see on the video right now, um, it's just helping people fuel their fa- passions and monetize doing what they love um, because school doesn't teach you how to do that. And engineering didn't really teach me how to do that. And I just had to jump out into kind of the entrepreneurial world and figure it out on my own. And now I spend a lot of time helping other uh, creative entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, and sometimes tech entrepreneurs figure it out and help them monetize what they love to do.
1: Wow. That's like really, I can tell this is going to be like a really great conversation and how you started your business is really interesting. And you kind of touched on it um, would you be willing to like go a little bit deeper on like the reason really why you started your business?
2: Yeah, I mean um, to be blunt death um, so I, I also have celiac disease and cancer runs in my family. Uh, my aunt died at age 40 of colon cancer and I'm showing similar signs of the struggles that she had in her 20s and then my other aunt also has Crohn's and a couple mental health issues. So I saw like the writing on the wall even prior to my, wife's dad passing away i mean yeah her dad passing away and we kind of just took a step back and realized that wow like we're going down this path where we're making good money but we're kind of like keeping up with the jones keeping up with the Joneses, as they say uh just driving to work and i just remember we would literally drive 20 or 30 minutes to work and then it would be an hour after work and we're stuck in traffic and we would call each other and be like there has to be more to life than this like we're spending an hour in rush hour traffic in Houston, Texas. Like we need more from life. And we just didn't know how that, that was the big issue is like, how do you get to that next level? And any entrepreneurs out there, the answer for me was what is the lowest hanging fruit? What do you love to do that you're already doing that you could potentially monetize? So for me, I was an athlete since the age of three till now. Um, I love being outside playing sports community. I've always been involved. Um, so personal training was an easy kind of transition for me because I was already going to the gym every single day. I was already watching what I ate. And then people started asking me, Hey, would you be willing to teach me? And then I started thinking like, I wonder how much money I could make off of helping people. And as soon as I started making some money doing that, and I really enjoyed it, I was like, Oh, At the end of the day, this is really what entrepreneurship is, is just solving a problem in exchange for some type of value. So they get the value of I would coach them and help them make them healthier and happier, essentially, and their life became better. And then in exchange, I would receive some form of currency um, and then use that to make an even bigger impact. So that's kind of how I got into the world of entrepreneurship. But it was all inspired because of death and realizing that literally every second of our day like could be the last second and I want to spend it doing things I love to do and more importantly being around people that also are living that same lifestyle and at my job at my desk people were not doing that so I had to kind of like reduce my ego and say the people here I can't change them I can only change myself so changing myself means changing my environment I change my environment and then here we are today with a team an office. It's just, it baffles me how we got here, but it just keeps me inspired to keep on going and keep on serving and keep on giving as much energy as I can to help other people kind of feel the same feeling that I felt.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. And i I appreciate your bluntness too. I think we don't talk about those subjects enough, like death and things like that and how really like fragile things are and really it, life and going forward with it.
2: You're, you're spot on. And it got to the point where, so I've, I've done a couple talks and I would be on stage and I would say, Hey, everyone close your eyes right now and go pretend like you're at the edge of a cliff. And what do you start feeling? Like your heart starts racing. You're just like, you start sweating. Why? Well, it's because you're close to death. Like, you know, that if you step off that ledge, like it's over. Right. So, but you also feel the most alive, like in that moment, your adrenaline's going, you just feel alive. So the problem we have in our lives, most people is you have to figure out what gives you that feeling every single moment of the day. So like when you're, when you're driving to this job, if it's not making you feel that way, like you need to go find something else. If it's not, if it's not worth that drive and you're not thinking like, because every moment you get in that car could be, that's your cliff. And most people don't realize it someone could hit you some, something could happen like but I became very in tune with every step that I take has to be intentional because I don't know when this could be the last step. and that really isn't is rooted in our core values of a business and has helped and I don't want to to the audience I don't want to come off like I think about death all the time or anything like that, but thrive on life like to really live, you have to understand that what a blessing it is to even be alive. And that helps fuel your fire each and every day. And that's kind of like how I go about things and how we go about things at our company.
1: Wow. Um, So getting more into the business side, what was like, every business has that moment where it's like, wow, like this actually happened. Like we're here. Like what was that moment for you in your business?
2: Never. Um, because every day it's, we're, we're here at this node, I call it. Like if you're an engineer like me, you think kind of like life and nodes and physics. Um, we're at this node, but like I want to be at this next node. How do I reverse engineer and get to that one? And then it's just constantly ideating and That happens because I'm very blessed to, I just meet amazing people like yourself every, every single day. It's one of my goals is meet new people and have new conversations. And I take a little bit from everyone, which then gives me a new idea or something new to achieve. The latest and greatest is like, we have this office, but I've been really thinking like, I want to travel. So how do I integrate my business into my travel? Well, if I invest in a Sprinter van and then deck it out and drive across the US and go support, because we're huge in the supporting small business here in, in Austin. But if I drive around the US and support small businesses and then we have our team doing media, whether it's in Austin or coast to coast um, at the same time, then it fulfills two things that I really want to do. Um, so to answer honestly, like I don't, I'm never going to make it quote, unquote. Um, It's always, I'm looking for new ways to challenge myself and to inspire others. Just continuous learning is not taught in school. Um, And I just want to be kind of like that beam of light that is always just trying to learn something new. Because again, I'm thinking like, this could be it. So I'm going to take advantage of it.
1: Right. So now that we've kind of talked about like the good, um, in some sense, what were the hard moments?
2: Oh man, too many. Um, but I'm thinking kind of like, what are the best for the audience? Highlight like <laughs> Um, yeah, kind of the hardest thing for me was probably the end of last year where if you, if you work really hard and you network and you, and you're, you reduce your ego, like your business is going to start working. Like, there's just no doubt because you're not attached to the idea. You're more attached to getting customer feedback and pivoting and stuff like that. So you start gaining traction. The problem for me has always been turning burners off because you have to deem what is essential and what could be great, not just good. Because you'll have a lot of different projects that are like intriguing to you and they could be good, but you kind of have to say no a lot if you want to be great. And that has been the hardest thing for me because growing up, I liked, I lo- and I still do, love to dabble in so many different things. Um, but as your business starts growing, you need to kind of build a system around what you say yes and no to. And coming into last year, um, I had I'd never thought through getting to the point where I built my business and I could self-sustain. I'd always, because coming from the corporate world, I was just like, I'm going to hustle and I'm going to make this business. And I never really got to the point where it's like, oh, this is working. I never thought that through, but it started working. And then I'm like, well, what's the next thing? What do I say yes to? What do I say no to? And I caught myself like saying yes to a lot of things that didn't necessarily align with where I wanted to go. And everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. And that's what led me to, okay, let's get an office, let's build a team and like, let's really try and do this thing. And that's where we're at right now. Um, versus I was kind of operating with one or two other people and now we kind of have seven people in the mix. So it's scaling, um, really comes with what do you say yes and no to, because then it's not just you anymore. It's other people's goals, dreams, ideas, decisions. So that's kind of where we're at. And that's been the biggest struggle that I've had.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like processing.
2: No, you're <laughs> uh, good. Take so your time.
1: In hard moments, there's also challenges. And so in your business, when you face challenges, like how do you overcome them? And what are some of your biggest ones and how have you overcome those issues?
2: I think this is not really thought through by a lot of people and it wasn't thought through me that the biggest struggle that I had was your personal life and your business life. And it's not really something that you think about going into it. Like business is marriage. Like it's, it's your relationships need to be treated like you're getting into a long marriage because you don't just get into business and it blows up. Like too many people think that like these overnight successes, no, they were, they were grinding for, for years before that happened. Um, so once you kind of see that you start realizing like, man, there's people that I'm not giving time to now and that I'm giving a lot of my time to now, are these the right ways to go about things? And for me overcoming it, was a lot of self-reflection and reading books on like how to have difficult conversations with yourself, with other people. What's the self-talk like? Because I would get so obsessed with the business that I would forget that like I had a date with my wife and I'd be running late to that. Right. Um, And that's not cool, like at all. And I'm telling myself the story in my head where it's, I'm working really hard. I'm going to give her the dream life, yada, yada. But that's not what she wants. She just wants my time. She never cares if we get this dream life or whatever. The dream life to her is me giving her time. Um, so I had to start reflecting and reading books and seeing that, like, while I don't necessarily believe in balance, because I feel like you should go all in on what you're really what you really love. There needs to be the self awareness that this isn't just your hero's journey. Like there's other people in your journey that are counting on you and you need to take a step back and really communicate with them because so the one sentence is communication is, is everything. And once I started communicating to her, Hey, like I'm working so hard when I'm working so hard, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about our future kids. I'm thinking about the education that we're going to be able to give them because I'm working so hard. Like I'm not caught up in, working so hard for the flash I'm caught up in, I want to make our lives better and impact our family and not just my immediate family, but my brothers, things like that. Um, So that, that's where that was a huge um, barrier to overcome, which is, this is not just my journey. It's other people. and I had to start communicating and opening up more and being more vulnerable behind the scenes and not just giving myself that, Oh, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to hustle. Like, this is just what it takes. That's what I used to tell my, that's the story I used to tell myself. And it was a complete facade.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, really working through and like dismantling kind of the um, like preconceived expectation that you had of what was being like a businessman or working in business.
2: Yeah. Cause you see, I mean, we live in the world of social media and everything. And you see these guys hustling and writing books and doing all these different things. And you start thinking, man, I got to do that. And then you, the next day you wake up and you're like, something new is coming out. Then I got like yesterday, Instagram reels came out, right. To compete with TikTok, And it's just like, should I be doing reels now? It's like (laughs) old me would be like researching that. And I was just like, nah, that's not my thing. Right. So I've, I've learned what's my thing and what's for other people to do and what my lane is. I like this, I like conversation. So this is what I'm going to stick to. And if it, if I quote unquote win at this, Great. If I don't, it feels like I'm winning because I love doing it. So that's all that really matters.
1: Right. So, um, you know, and I know right now we're obviously stuck in the middle of a global pandemic, but let's go back to last year. If you could redo anything over the past year, what would it be? Or would you even redo anything?
2: I love how you ended that question because that would have been my answer. Um, I'm a huge believer in, again, everything happens for a reason. Uh, you live and you learn. And right now, again, we have, we have two interns and then one of my business partners who was my intern last year, they're all 19, 18 years old. And I don't think back about, I don't, I don't look at life. Like I regret things, but I look at it as like, what did I dislike and how can I help other people not have to go through what I went through? And that's where for me it was, I wish I would have won read books sooner Um, but I didn't because I was always fed the belief of like, when I did need to read a book, it was for a book report or was for X and somebody pushed the book on me rather than me kind of experiencing it myself. So that was one thing. Another thing was like being open to trying new things and, and just going into it without expectation. So going after fulfillment rather than achievement and just trying new things to try new things. So that's really where I sit today, where if I'm thinking about my last year, um, what I really wish that maybe I would have done sooner is believed in myself enough to... I I think I could have built a little bit quicker um, because I had some self-limiting beliefs on where I wanted to go. But I think that's what we all struggle through um, in our 20s. And it's just something that I think that's what people either continue with that mindset and move into the thirties and forties with the same limiting beliefs. Or for me, I've been able to surround myself with a really great team who were constantly just finding new ways to get better. And that is really just, I don't even have that voice in my head anymore. It's like, what can we do? Let's go do it. It's there's no, um, second guessing. So the third thing would be like Jake behind me right now. Uh, he dropped out of school and it's leaning into telling him like, Dude, this is for you. Don't don't second guess it. Now, dropping out isn't for everybody, but you have this gut feeling that you need to go do something with your life that's above and beyond the normal path, lean into it, and people like myself and other people around you are going to help you do that. And just inspiring people to just listen to the gut and not the voice in your head that says you can't do it.
1: Right, yeah. I agree with you like 100% so where do you see your business in the next like three to five years?
2: That's another great question. Um, I ask this to other people all the time and I try to avoid it myself. I feel like we all do that. Um, but really, um, I'm, I look up to Richard Branson and what he did with version. Um, if, if there's anyone out there that kind of did it in a way that I would like to do business is, continue to have fun while I'm doing it and never, never put business over the fun aspect. Um, and that's where right now I have my consulting side of the business up. We're spinning up the media side. Um, my wife is launching a fitness platform, so I'm going to have a fitness health and wellness side of things. Um, I'm also invested in real estate, so I want to build out that side. So if, if I'm five years out, I want to have a mini like conglomerate of thrive, um, where it's we have, um, a parent company, and then I'm working with really inspiring people that would eventually become presidents of those different silos. And we're operating in multiple silos that just piqued my interest because I'm super passionate, passionate about old, ultra learning and just like always learning new things, as I've said. Um, and I just want to utilize businesses to basically satiate that want to, to learn, um, and be above and beyond that. It's, giving other people the platform to succeed. So I can't do it alone. We have a quote here, strive together, thrive together. I know that so, so well that you need a team having grown up playing sports. So what we're doing right now is just really empowering young minds to come in here and say and give them control. Hey, this is not my thing. This is our thing. It's a it's a we thing, not a me thing. So that's really where the next five years is continuing to build that out. And I can't not look at the personal side of things where it's, I want to have kids and, and not necessarily slow down my life, but folk have a different focus. Um, and I want to build up to the point where other people can come in and kind of take the reins and take control. Um, and I can continue to support, um, but be more of a supportive role than like all the weight is on me. So that's kind of where I see it going. Um, I never kind of have, a detailed answer to this question only because it changes every three months. Um, I meet new people like yourself and I get new advice and new feedback and I'm constantly following like the lean startup model of pivoting, um, until you kind of can't pivot anymore. Um, because you have so many customers that want what you have to give. So.
1: Right. So I have thoroughly like enjoyed this interview and I have one last question for you. Um, how can our leverage to scale community jump on board and like support you and your business?
2: So I have the same answer every time when this comes, it's keep doing what you're doing. Um, Like just having me on here really, really helps and above and beyond me, it goes like to show that you're helping other people. And that's really what we're about uh, here is leveraging each other's brands to scale our impact. So the fact that you guys are already doing that, uh, I'm really appreciative for, and I just want to say thank you for, for having me on here. The best way to support me, honestly, is listen to my podcast, um, where I have local people on that are just really, really genuine human beings and authentic human beings, and they give great advice. Um, that's really the best way that you can support us in this moment. Uh, you can also check out thriveonlife.com Or, if you have an idea or a project or a business that you want to start and you just don't have the community around you that you really want, um, we are kind of experts at helping you build your community. We have a mighty network which um, basically runs weekly lunch and learns and they're free. Uh, So, it's another thing you can get involved in. But again, it's less about me and more about you um, and where can we help you get to that next level. So, whether it's connecting you with somebody or helping you talk through on a zoom call, what you're going through, and maybe we can help you or connect you with that person that really can unlock the next level for you. Cause that's, that's really what we're about.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. And it uh, was awesome to have you.
2: Thank you. No, it's, it's, I love this stuff and keep doing what you're doing. I'm super appreciative.
0: Much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest.